0: and my brother, Dr. Steven Ned, for this week's Body Chat about knee rehabilitation programs. Me? I'm a retired Twin Cities chiropractor currently helping people buy and sell homes in the Tampa Bay and Los Angeles areas. My brother has a thriving chiropractic practice in the Clearwater area of Tampa Bay, Florida. In this podcast, we're going to chat about all sorts of topics related to health, nutrition, exercise, just about everything having to do with the body. You're invited to listen into to our body chat, but don't forget that neither of us is giving you health advice, so don't rush off to do something without either checking with your doctor first or seeing Dr. Stevenette that is a patient at his office. Good evening, Steve. Good evening, Ron. So this is going to be a, another episode we're going to do on rehabilitation. To follow up, last week's on the shoulder, this week we're going to do it on the knee. Then next week you're going to have off because you're gonna be away for the Labor Day weekend, which is gonna confuse people because these are always recorded in advance. But in the next episode is gonna be with Justin Pitts from Narcanon, and we're gonna be talking about drug rehabilitation. So it's sort of, uh, you know, other form of rehab. Exactly. And you've mentioned Narcanon several times in the episodes we did on recreational drugs. So we're going to have him on. I thank you for getting that set up, and he can go into more details about what the program does and how it deals with all these physical aspects when people are using drugs or excessively drinking alcohol. But let's get back to the physical rehab, which is this week having to do with knees. Now, what are the most common types of situations where a person would need to do some type of rehab on their knee? Well, obviously after a knee injury or surgery
1: for let's say a meniscus tear or a torn ligament or knee replacement, but it can also help with what's called a deconditioned knee. So a deconditioned knee is due to knee pain where an individual favors it or doesn't use it like he or she used to due to the pain. And what specifically happens is that it gets to the point that it's stuck in a flexed position where you're unable to straighten or extend the leg at the knee. And you also experience decreased strength and decreased function there. Specific causes of a deconditioned knee include osteoarthritis of the knee joint, extreme overuse, failed uh, previous knee surgery or surgeries, favoring one knee over the other for an extended period of time, And something that we'll be covering a little later in the podcast, and that's a knee that has not been completely rehabilitated after a surgery or an injury.
0: Okay. So those are the most common things. And and when you're doing a knee rehab program, what are the most common type of results that you're shooting for as a result of that?
1: Well, just like shoulder rehab, the most common result people are aiming for is reduction or elimination of pain. But right up there also is improved range of motion, hopefully returning it to normal or optimal motion. And other results that are commonly strived for include increased strength, increased stability, and if you're an athlete, the ability to perform all of the intricate motions required of the knee without pain and you know, with full ability, including you know, things like running, jumping, landing, planting, cutting, kicking, and so on.
0: So stability is also something having to do with shoulder rehabilitation, but it seems like it's more, it's a little bit different here. It's probably more important because the knee supports the rest of the body when you're upright, whereas the shoulder is not supporting any part of the body above it or to the side of it, really.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So then we talked about this with the shoulder But why is it important to have realistic expectations of the time it's going to take to rehabilitate a knee? Yeah, you know, just like
1: with shoulder rehab, which we discussed in the previous podcast, uh, you definitely need to take the minimum necessary time to recover. Because rushing back too quickly from an injury or surgery can potentially result in another injury if the original injury or problem hasn't had enough time to fully heal. Uh, And the surrounding tissues haven't been fully strengthened and conditioned to whatever activity you're going to utilize them for, whether it's for normal activities of daily living or elite sports performance.
0: True. And it is kind of different because like a shoulder thing about the shoulder is it's pretty much almost always hanging down. So it's being pulled, you know, separating the joint to some extent, but you can like hold it across your body and keep it from hanging down. Whereas the knee, anytime that you're standing, you're going to have pressure being brought to bear on that joint because every part of the body above it is going to be weighing down on it. And the only way to get away from that is either using something like crutches or to be sitting down or lying down. So they are a little bit different. Now, what else is different about knee rehab when compared to a shoulder rehab? It's very, very different because the knee is a
1: completely different type of joint in many ways. Now, first of all, you alluded to this already, you know, the knee joint is a weight-bearing joint, Mm -hmm. whereas the shoulder is a non-weight-bearing, free-moving joint. And secondly, we learned in the previous podcast that the shoulder joint is the most mobile joint in the body as well as the most unstable joint. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you look at the primary joints of the body, they're broken down into two main categories. Mobility joints and stability joints. Mm-hmm. So the shoulder is classified as a mobility joint, whereas the knee is considered a stability joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, mobility joints are designed to move freely and easily, whereas stability joints maintain postural balance and they support joints during movement. And the knee joint is unique because it only has two primary motions, bending the leg, which is also known as flexion. Mm-hmm. And straightening the leg, also known as extension. I mean, it's also able to rotate slightly, but only about 5 to 10 degrees. So, you know, because of the fact that the knee is a weight-bearing stability joint with only two primary motions, the rehab for it is significantly different than that of the shoulder, which again, has many different ranges of motion and is a non-weight-bearing joint.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of what I said, only much more concise and nicer. All right. Now, if somebody doesn't really follow through on their rehab program for their knee, or if they don't do it correctly, or they don't do it at all, what kind of long-term consequences could they experience?
1: Well, you know, just like with shoulder rehab or any type of joint rehab for that matter, all kinds of issues can develop. You know, some of them becoming chronic or even permanent if knee rehab is not done correctly or is not properly completed. So some of these specific issues include uh, restricted range of motion, which can be due to scar tissue, adhesions, muscle imbalances, or from what I went over earlier, a deconditioned knee. There are also can be weakness and strength training was not completed or it was not done correctly. Instability due to not allowing ligaments to heal long enough or the, you know, the joint could be too mobile possibly due to muscle imbalances, especially from weak hamstrings. Uh, of course, chronic pain is another issue and the propensity or susceptibility to re-injure the knee due to the fact that it either didn't fully heal or it healed in balanced.
0: Okay. So now we've got the knee and it's got different rehab than the shoulders. So what are the different kinds of rehab that are done with a knee situation? Well, I mean, we can simply lump them into two categories,
1: um, physical therapy, and alternative and complementary medicine approaches. Okay.
0: So then what's done in each of these different kinds of rehab? You've got physical therapy. Why don't you go over that first? Okay, sure. So that would include stretching exercises to restore
1: full range of motion, in particular, extension or straightening of the leg. There's also strengthening exercises that specifically focus on the muscles of the front of the thigh, which is the quadriceps and the back of the thigh, which is the hamstrings, uh, using machines with weights or resistance bands, or through standing weight-bearing exercises with or without weights. Uh, Other standing exercises might focus on balance and stability, so the use of stable and unstable foot platforms like balance boards and wobble boards can be incorporated. Uh, Electrical modalities like ultrasound and TENS units can be used for pain, inflammation, and promoting healing and improving mobility. While electrical stimulation can stimulate muscle contraction to help increase strength, as well as prevent atrophy and reduce pain and promote healing. Uh, Ice packs can help reduce swelling and inflammation, and heat can reduce muscle tension. Very good. So... Moving on to alternative and complementary medicine approaches, those would include acupuncture or dry needling for pain and inflammation reduction, uh, reduction of scar tissue, accelerated healing, and reduced muscle tension. Uh, Cold laser therapy can also do all of these things as well as improve muscle strength. And the injectable therapies that we went over in the shoulder rehab podcast, prolotherapy, PRP, And stem cell therapy can also help with knee rehab by stimulating tissue regeneration as well as reducing pain and inflammation.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because a friend of ours out here listens to some radio when she's driving. There's an advertisement by somebody here who's a doctor who deals with a lot of, I believe it's knee and hip joint issues. And he had an interview and he was discussing this and he said, you know, people get knee surgery and the doctors or the people are told, you know, you've got bone on bone, so you have to have the surgery. And he said, that's impossible because if their knee bends at all, you can't have bone on bone. And so he found that people who are in that situation, almost in every case, the stem cell therapy helps and they don't need to get surgery. So I think that that's, you know, it's been kind of those uh, a thing where when people get to a certain point and they've got a lot of pain and it's almost a constant pain, they're having a hard time walking, it's like, well, you gotta have surgery. That's been the accepted way for years, but it sounds like it might not have to be that way. It's true. All right, so what can people do at home to assist with the rehabilitation program for knees? Well, just like with shoulder rehab, the first thing that you may be schooled on is avoiding
1: movements and activities that can aggravate your condition or slow down progress. Uh, The golden rule here is, you know, if it hurts, don't do it. So just notice various movements and activities that cause pain and discomfort and, you know, just modify them or eliminate them if necessary until you're able to do them pain-free. Some specific home rehab therapies include an array of stretching and strengthening muscles, Um, different exercises for that. So stretching can be done seated or standing, and we'll focus on the muscles of the front, back, and sides of the thigh and leg, including the hamstrings, quadriceps, calf muscles, and inner and outer thigh muscles. Strengthening exercises can start out with non-weight-bearing exercises, including doing a straight leg raise on your back to work your quadriceps, Uh, as well as lying face down and bending your leg at the knee to work your hamstrings and also lying face down and lifting your thigh up to work your glutes. And then once you're able to do these easily and can move on to weight-bearing exercises, then you you can add in things like calf raises, squats, step-ups onto a raised platform, lunges, and side leg raises. Now you can do these without weights at first and then, you know, add in weights using dumbbells and
0: kettlebells to help build muscle and strength later on. Yeah. So it sounds almost like our grit program with the various stretches and the various exercises. This is true.
1: And, you know, resistance bands are also excellent for building strength and improving range of motion. They're easy to use and they're inexpensive. Uh, TENS units are sometimes recommended for pain and inflammation, but I've not found them to be very effective. To me, they're like electric aspirin at best, and you know just giving temporary relief. Uh, you know if you happen to have a home therapeutic ultrasound unit or a pen-like cold laser device, then those can be very helpful rehab modalities also. And of course, eating a clean and anti-inflammatory diet is also highly recommended, as well as taking supplements for pain and inflammation reduction, along with tissue regeneration. I mean, there's some really outstanding supplements for cartilage, ligament, and bone regeneration that we've gone over in past podcasts.
0: That's true. All right. Very good. Now, the other thing that you hadn't mentioned yet, but we should discuss is how chiropractic adjustments come into play when it comes to rehabilitating knees. Yeah, of course. I mean, chiropractic adjustments are potentially extremely helpful
1: in the rehab process. Uh, Adjustments to the lower back can be very beneficial, especially to the third lumbar segment. And the reason for that is it sends a nerve to the knee for power and communication. Uh, Adjustments to the pelvis can also be very helpful because critical movement and support muscles of the knee, the quadriceps and hamstrings again, actually originate from the pelvis and attach just below the knee and are the primary muscles that straighten and bend the knee joint. And adjustments to the knee, including the knee joint itself, the kneecap, the shin bone, and the non-weight-bearing bone called the fibula can make a huge difference in balancing the knee and restoring
0: better function and movement. Excellent. Now, in addition to all of this is different from the shoulder, you have the fact that you're standing and that affects the knees and a big influence on how you stand can be the shoes that you wear. So do properly fitted shoes and things like inserts have any role in the rehabilitation of knees? Well, I can tell you knee problems can potentially result from
1: poor fitting shoes or, you know, people who have low or no arches and pronate, which again is where the ankle turns inward. And for more information on these situations, you can refer to our podcast on foot and arch issues, which is episode number 32. So really, you know, to answer the question, you know, properly fitted shoes and orthotics are not only usually helpful for knee conditions and knee rehab, but they may turn out to be the most important components for stabilization and
0: the prevention of future knee issues. All right. So that's important then that people include that in their program for rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And what else should our listeners know about knee rehabilitation programs? Well, I know I'm repeating myself here, but uh,
1: if you listen to our previous podcast, which again was on the shoulder rehab, I stressed the fact that you should never try to rehab a joint such as a shoulder on your own. And that also definitely applies to the knee. So you should work with a trained, Health professional, especially someone who is sports oriented and has experience with the specific joint that you're rehabbing. Um, You know, the diplomate certification that I received from the American Chiropractic Board of Sports Physicians not only included extensive work with the shoulder, but also with the knee. And my certification exams were very challenging and included not only written tests, but also practicals where I had to demonstrate my competency and proficiency with knee and shoulder issues.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And the thing is, you also do applied kinesiology, which we had an episode with Dr. Alf Garbett, And in that, we talked about the importance of being able to test the various muscles. So if you have a knee situation and you have muscles that's weak on one side of the knee, as opposed to the other side of the knee, you're not going to be able to get a good rehabilitation. And there are things that you can do with those muscles to strengthen them that are techniques in applied kinesiology. That was episode 127. That's right. That's very important to know too. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything else you'd like to say before we end? I believe we've got it all covered for this episode. All right. Well, the next one, like I said, we're going to be talking with Justin Pitts from Narconon. That'll be a great episode. And then after that, when you get back, we're going to be talking about rays and waves. We're going to be talking about 5G, radio frequency, electromagnetic, all things like Bluetooth ear cell phones, Apple watches, and their effects on the body. Because around that same time is when Apple's going to have its annual meeting where they're going to announce the new iPhones. And one of the things that's supposed to be coming out is 5G phones. And they're going to have a 5G, I think it's a transceiver or receiver that's in it and then not only is there 5g in that but i have heard that there are electric meters now that are 5g and there's a lot more of that going on so we want to do a little dive into that information so we can let people know how that affects them physically what they might want to avoid or what things they can do to be able to use these tools and these this technology without it affecting their health. So that's going to be two episodes from now. All right. Thanks again, Steve. You got it, brother. Thanks for joining us this week on the Body Chat Podcast. We both really appreciate your time and your attention. We want to provide you with interesting and informative episodes each week. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover or any questions you'd like us to answer, send an email to us at info at bodychatpodcast.com. That's info at bodychatpodcast.com. To make sure you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes, subscribe to the Body Chat Podcast now on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. See you next week.